Blog Talk Radio. What's your problem? The show that listens to you, then talks back. What's your problem? And now, what's your problem? The show that listens to you, then talks back. With your host, Lisa Earhart. Your mama said don't talk back, but this ain't your mama's podcast. This is What's Your Problem, the show that listens to you, then talks back. With your host, Lisa Earhart. Hey everybody, it's Lisa for another another episode of What's Your Problem. The premise of this show is to offer a forum for my listeners to call in with their problems or advice to other people's problems. So I'm just looking to get this going. Please feel free to call in if you're calling into the archive. Uh, I'm sorry, if you're listening to this in archive, um, you can call the number. I will give that to you in just a little while. That's to my What's Your Problem voice line. And you can call your problems in there, and I might actually use your voicemail on an up-and-coming broadcast. So that is another way to um, get involved here. So tonight what I wanted to do is just recap the last episode briefly before going into tonight's episode, which is about how to make work feel effortless. Now, if you're enjoying the uh, pictures I have there on a slideshow, um, it's going to look like a lot of the work that's shown there is work you do during the day, working for other people, working in an office, that kind of thing. But this is really about anything work-related. And, you know, there's work all around us all the time that has to be done. And the question is, how do we deal with that? How do we enjoy it more so that we don't feel so much drudgery in life, so we can live a little bit more in the moment? Now, I told you I was going to give you a number. I'm going to just go ahead and do that right now. That is not to be confused with tonight's number if you wanted to call the show in and talk on the air. This is a What's Your Problem voice line, and that number is 206 That is to call in and leave a voicemail with a problem that you might like to have me include on a next episode, and other listeners can give their thoughts and opinions and advice. Also, if you'd like to be a guest on the show, I welcome you to call that number too, or you can email me directly at lisa at theshowthattalksback.com. That's lisa at theshowthattalksback.com. So before we get started, I'm just going to play a uh, commercial here, and I'll be right back with you. Isn't it time to stand out from the rest? Are you looking to have a commercial or online promotional message produced that puts your company's product or service in the very best light? MyVoiceOverService.com by your host, Lisa Earhart, offers you state-of-the-art commercials, online promos, corporate videos, messages on hold, and much more. Visit MyVoiceOverService.com. 
That's myvoiceoverservice.com. Voiceovers your way. So to recap the last episode about procrastination and overcoming procrastination, um, we discussed uh, using a method called self-talk with the idea that how we talk to ourselves, the things that we say to ourselves have a tremendous impact on how we feel, think, behave, and act. So we also discussed uh, the procrastinator's motto, if I have to finish this important task, it should already be done by now, and I just need to do it. We talked about how that type of wording is actually very sabotaging to making the effort you need to do because you end up feeling guilt and shame and, you know, not good. So the words you want to use instead that would be more helpful would be, I want to do it and I will do it. Now, why am I bringing up this last episode? Because it does link up and relate to this idea of making work feel effortless. So I thought this was like a a beautiful thing to bring into focus now after the last episode. If you didn't have a chance to listen, I hope you'll do that. Listen to the last episode because it really goes into depth about what we can do to help ourselves out of a mode of procrastination by taking small steps. Um, Also, we discussed about uh, you don't have to do anything. It's, as I said before, choose to do it instead of have to do it. And you want to focus on starting rather than finishing. Because if you think about how you have to finish something, maybe it becomes overwhelming. You're feeling again, well, why haven't I gotten it done? How fast can I get this done? You know, why isn't it done? So you want to focus on getting started. And we also talked about. Um, doing things, starting with a single step, a simple step, a single task, and breaking a long project down into short tasks. And not to place too much pressure on yourself is also very important, as was pointed out, that perfectionism fuels procrastination. Perfectionism fuels procrastination. And we talked about stop thinking about the ways uh, things should be uh, because, as I pointed out before, the expression should invokes blame and guilt. And you want to take some directed action. Even the tiniest progress is success. Moving toward a goal is the best motivator. So if you want to learn more about freeing yourself from that dreaded thing we call procrastination, listen to my other episode and please click on the follow button above the uh, the episode there where you see the box there where the pictures are displaying because I would love to have you as a subscriber to my show. And, of course, I would really love it if you called in and wanted to uh, share with our listeners anything that's on your mind. And anything that is perhaps on your mind about procrastination or work. So 
In just a moment, I'm going to start talking about how to make work feel effortless. And by the way, the primary contributor to this episode, information-wise, is wikihow.com, a very helpful website where you can learn all about all kinds of things. There are many contributors. You can even contribute to this website. It's a growing uh, information station, so to speak. So I will be right back with you. And I will be discussing work and how we can enjoy that a little bit more. Okay, so how do we make work feel effortless? Sometimes work feels like a drag. You get caught up in trying to be more productive, and suddenly your life turns into a series of to-do lists. Does that sound like you? You gauge your measure of success by how much you accomplish. If I do more, then I am more. I mean, even if you go to a party, right, and, or you're meeting people for the first time, what is the first question that is often asked? What do you do? So you even determine how happy you allow yourself to be by how much you've gotten done in the day. Well, I can say personally, I can feel very happy if I've accomplished a lot. Uh, so I guess it's relative. Anyway, uh, when this occurs, work can turn into what feels like a chore. You don't enjoy the work. You just do it so it can be over with. Then you can feel good, right? But wait, there's that thing you forgot about. You still need to do that, and oh, yeah, there's that other thing you haven't done yet. Congratulations. You are a walking to-do list. But work doesn't have to be like that. The point of work shouldn't just be to finish. The point of work should be the work itself. And this reminds me of The Power of Now, a very, very big seller by the author Eckhart Tolle. And he talks about, in this book, all we really have is this moment. That's it. And time doesn't really exist. That's his belief system. And what happens is, he says what causes so much stress for people is that we're living outside of the moment. We're worrying about all these other things, thinking about everything. You know, I mean, you may have to think about the future, right? But... What happens is when you do that as all the time, you're always thinking about something else, got to be somewhere, got to do something else. 
you're missing this very moment in time. And this brings me to another point. I once knew somebody, excuse me, a very interesting person. Uh, I met her a long time ago um, at work, I believe. And she told me about just how washing dishes, now you know that's a chore. Now you may have a dishwasher, you may wash dishes sometimes, but she said just just doing something, just, you know, being in that moment is where she tried to be, just or she would be. And that would transcend the actual uh, drudgery aspect of it. It's just to, I mean, if you think about it, when you're washing dishes, the warm water feels really good. So if you can just get in touch with that and feel um, just grateful, just grateful in that moment to be able to wash your dishes, to have the dishes you have, you know, to have a roof over your head, to have food. I mean, we complain about everything, don't we? And forget about how lucky we are uh, to have the things that we have, to have our eyesight, to have just... Now, to those of you who may not have their eyesight, um, I'd like to acknowledge that, too. You have other senses to be thankful for. Uh, So I don't mean to just say that everybody has, (coughs) excuse me, has their eyesight. But um, I would like to acknowledge anybody who may be listening to this podcast. So getting back to WikiHow's information here. Uh, So the point of work shouldn't be just to finish. The point of work should be the work itself. That's the way it's supposed to be anyway. We spend a lot of time trying to find ways to be more productive, to do things faster, better, cheaper, and spend our time more effectively. But instead of just doing more in less time, maybe we should focus on actually enjoying the work we're doing instead. Here are some thoughts you might turn the to-do list mentally around. One, follow your natural rhythms. A lot of times you might resent working because you're trying to force yourself to do something you don't really feel like doing. Naturally, there will always be some things you're not crazy about doing, like, you know, cleaning up your house or whatever, paying your bills. There could be a million things. But how often do you force yourself to work more when you really want to relax? When you force yourself to work, when you've promised yourself a break, you'll likely just end up distracting yourself with other things and put off working altogether. Then you get stressed and end up resenting work. Instead, follow your natural rhythms. When you feel like working, work. When you don't, don't. Now, this could be a little dangerous, actually, because what happens if you don't ever want to work? The idea here is to encourage the idea of work being something that you can enjoy, not something that you resent, okay? So also they mention here, don't 
overcomplicate things. Also, in situations where you are forced to work, make sure you set some small reward for yourself on the completion of the work. This will keep your motivation high and also help in keeping you focused. Now, I would say that work or the accomplishment of a task is the reward itself, if that's been your goal to accomplish something, right? But here the article discusses if it's something you're feeling like, you know, you have no choice in the matter to do. So the next step that's brought up is do. Don't think. Just do. Stop thinking about it. Fail and make corrections later. This is a very, very important here. And that that correlates with the episode, the last episode I did and that was about procrastination. It's this perfectionism uh, that fuels the procrastination. You know, I have to do it perfectly. And now I'm going to just think about it and how am I supposed to do it and all that. I'm afraid of failing, uh, whatever that might mean to you. So... What's what's being expressed here on WikiHow, which I agree with, is fail and make your corrections later. The point is just do it, you know, just do it. Just get to work and do it. Okay. So then we have a step three. Don't put sugar in your tank. You wouldn't put sugar in your gas tank, Right. It doesn't make much sense to fill your body up with unhealthy fuel either. If you don't have the energy to get the work you need to do, get to the work you need to do, work will feel forced. Okay, I'm going to read that again. If you don't have the energy to get to the work you need to do, work will feel forced. In other words, you'll be exhausted. You'll be drained. And I'd like to add a few other foods to this list, okay? So there's sugar, there's junk food, there's alcohol, too much coffee, all those things we like, right? I I don't advocate any of that. So I'm just saying, if you are taking care of your health, it's going to have big payoffs and it's going to give you energy, And, of course, exercise is very, very important, too. Four, remove hidden roadblocks. Take a look at what's making you avoid working. What's making your work seem like drudgery rather than joyful? It might have something to do with your beliefs about yourself. Maybe you believe you're not good enough. This is heavy. Maybe you believe you're not good enough, smart enough, or don't have enough experience. Question your beliefs about what you can and you can't do. Now, why would you have beliefs about yourself like that anyway? Why? I'm going to just play a little bit of music and you can think about that for a second, okay? I'm going to take just a quick mental break here from...
about yourself. Talk, by the way. Self down. I can't do it. People are going to hate me if I do that. I don't know how to do it. Well, what you need to do, you need to challenge that belief. not the most perfect. Work can easily become a chore when you're trying to constantly be perfect. There's that perfection thing again. The truth is, some of your ideas might not be so great. Others might be mind-blowing. So what are we talking about here? you got to give yourself a chance to do it and not criticize yourself while you're doing it or before you're doing it. that and just do your best stop judging yourself can actually enjoy your experience rather than worrying about how everything is going to turn out. Being effortlessly. Fine tooth comb. I'm going to just read that again. Guess what it feels like when you're no longer picking over everything you do with a fine tooth comb? 
And this is something you could be doing out loud, by the way, in your head or saying to other people, oh, I'm terrible, I don't know what I'm doing, I did such a terrible job, blah, 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 that's not perfect over there, I should have done this, blah, 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 I should have done that, and that. So, guess what it feels like when you're no longer picking over everything you do with a fine-tooth comb? It feels extremely liberating. It feels like you can actually enjoy your experience rather than worrying about how everything is going to turn out. And that is working effortlessly. The next point is act from your gut. Act from your gut. When you think you have a great idea, believe it, follow it, chase it until you're out of breath and can barely hold yourself up. Because if you don't trust yourself, You may regret it later. The best way to live is to follow your intuition and trust life. If nothing else, trust you. Because if you can't trust yourself, how can you trust your mistrust? That's kind of an interesting thought, isn't it? So you can think about that for a second. You have to do this, buy more apple cinnamon oatmeal, finish writing that resignation letter to your no longer boss to add your dead end job, and all sorts of other things. tendency to follow what's urgent instead of what's important in order to get the important things done. You have to be ruthless at removing distractions. It takes bringing a laptop or notepad to a cafe or write your grandiose novel, then do it. Avoid the vacuum of minutiae, urgency. Remove all distractions so you can focus on the important things. Better to spend four hours working on an important project than four hours spinning your wheels and scratching your head trying to figure out what you did today. Okay, so it's, again, the thing, the idea here is get in and just do it. Now we're on to the last step. Are you ready for the last step here? Refuse to do what you don't want to do. Refuse to do what you don't want to do. If you often avoid working because you're trying to do things you think you should do, here we go again with the should, 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 then you are being given a big clue. If your mind says, I think I should read more because it will make me smarter, or I think I should buy new clothes because it will make me cooler, or I think I should work on this project because it will be good for my resume, then you are in a trap. 
Forget what you or other people think you should do, except maybe paying your rent or mortgage or other bills. Do what you want to do. Other people will understand. In fact, they'll probably envy you. And finally, wrapping up here, we have a few helpful tips. You can provide yourself with with an extra measure of motivation by using self-hypnosis to pre-experience the rewards of your long-term goal, thereby reducing or eliminating the need for, quote-unquote, willpower. Look for other people who are particularly good at what you're doing and find out how they do it easily, particularly the ones who have been doing it for a long time. They've developed a way that's both effective and easy. Be a true skill, it has to be both effective and easy for people. So what's the point here? The point here is that We get in our own way and make things harder than they have to be because there's some voice in our heads that say, I can't do it, I can't, it's not good enough, all that kind of thing. Right? So the belief system that you may have uh, may not be so good and you may need to retrain your brain's way of thinking, your thought process about yourself. You know, when we are little kids and we grow up in a certain environment that we didn't necessarily pick, um, we get all kinds of messages about ourselves and maybe not all good. It it depends. If you had an upbringing uh, that you were constantly flooded with positive messages about yourself, well, then this doesn't apply to you. But there are many people who got negative messages, mixed messages, confusing messages. And guess what? You're carrying that stuff around with you when you are doing things or trying to do things or working. It gets into everything. That's one of the reasons why the expression, I need a drink, is such a popular one. Because it's this belief that that drink or that other whatever it is substance is going to take care of everything. It's going to, but you know that's not true. You know that it's just going to maybe numb some pain for a short time, and then it, guess what? It's still there. You know, it'll it'll be there when the, the whatever that is you just took wears off, right? So what you want to do is find out a way to liberate yourself from that, you know, so you're not taking something to numb pain. And what Eckhart Tolle talks about in the Power of Now book um, is about just allowing yourself to feel your feelings because we spend so much time in this culture for sure trying to numb out from the feelings. You know, I don't feel that. I don't so I mean, I know I'm not feeling too good, but I don't I'm gonna I'm not gonna feel it. I don't wanna feel it. So give me the drink over there quick. Give me the cigarette. 
give me the whatever, right? And what he talks about is being in the moment and just allowing yourself to feel your feelings, you know? And we're in a culture that that's, well, maybe it's now becoming something a little more accepted. I mean, the idea of going to a therapist is something relatively new, you know, in our evolution or being open enough to be able to say that you go to somebody to talk to. But, you know, typically we do a heck of a lot of masking. Sometimes you have to mask, I guess, to survive. I don't know. I'm not saying you have to mask, but, you know. That gets into a whole other topic. Maybe we'll cover that in another episode. That's an interesting one. You know, how being your authentic self in the real world may not feel very safe for your for survival. Let's say since the topic right now is work, you know, out in the workplace, right, or dealing with employees or customers or employers, you have to have a certain uh, persona uh, as part of your role in doing that job. So you may have to do quite a bit of masking there. But if you were to be your authentic self and just say anything that's on your mind at any given time, you may find yourself out of a job very quickly, right? But if anybody's had any other experience opposite to that or can understand what I'm talking about, I certainly would love to hear from you. And I, I like the idea of covering masking as, as a topic in an upcoming episode. Okay, so the last tip here from WikiHow, wonderful WikiHow, is some things to look for to find out how the best or most experienced do it easily is to look for ways in which they tweak the process and shave corners, etc., to make it easier. They may not be committed to the highest ideal, but they usually have found a way to do the job effectively or well with a minimum of effort or attention. Wow. That's really interesting. Isn't that interesting? I mean, I think that's about conserving energy, right? And delegating. That's a good one, right? So, I mean, it always amazes me if I've gone to somebody like a doctor or whatever, and I see, you know, it's like this person has to see like a ton of people every day, every week, you know, people who aren't feeling well, people who need help, you know, just one after another. How do these people stay balanced? You know, if you're in one of these professions, uh, the health profession, I'd love to hear from you to hear how you do it, or any other profession where you have to keep your equilibrium, you have to uh, be very conservative with your energy so that you can do the job at hand. You can stay focused. So would you say that there's a certain level of detachment you have to have in order to succeed at certain jobs um, in dealing with the general public? I would say so. You know, now what happens if you are you work in customer service? 
and you've got some difficult customers, you know, maybe even some abusive customers, what are you supposed to do? You have to keep your equilibrium or you're going to turn a customer away from your business possibly. And remember, the customer is always right, right? So the reason I'm bringing this the reason I'm bringing not maybe not always right, but you know, you know what I mean. It's an ad. It's an old adage that. What does that mean? It means that you still have to maintain your equilibrium, your composure with your customers if you want to, um, shall we say, uh, come across in a diplomatic fashion for the purpose of your business doing well and just having a good you know, good sense of will with people. So so that that gets into making things easier, right? Because if you start getting if you start getting into arguments with people, then guess what? You're draining your energy. So this is about getting on top of your game, making things easier. Let's get back to the work question though. Let's say you have to do something. There's that word have to, should, have to. I will and I want to, right? I will and I want to. And so you have to do a task. You're going to do a task. You want to do a task. And you have your handy-dandy cell phone right next to you. And you know that you're going to get that task done better if you're not interrupted, okay? Because the cell phone has nothing to do with what you what you what you want to do. So how can you make this easier on yourself? I mean, this is kind of a no-brainer unless you've got to keep that phone line open for some important call. But in this day and age, with the caller ID and everything, you know, you don't have to take every call. You don't have to check your text. You know, I mean, sometimes. One thing I'll do is, you know, if I if I want to have a restful evening, for example, I you know I may not want to check my text until the next day. I I don't want to know because maybe somebody has a problem, an issue, or whatever that I have to address. If there's some conflict with something, um, I'm not going to check my phone because I know I'm gonna I'm gonna. I'm going to maximize my energy and because uh, something may upset me if I do that, you know. So I'm going to I'm going to conserve my energy and I'll put that on hold until the next day. So this is what I'm talking about, making things easier on yourself and getting focused about what it is that you're doing. And remember the words because the idea of freeing yourself from procrastination is directly related to enjoying work. It could be work at anything, right? So you want to think in terms, I want to rather than I have to, I will instead of I should. Okay, though so in this in this culture we think a lot about should, need to, gotta do it. And if it, you're not saying it to some to yourself, somebody else is telling you. So one way to stay focused 
is to simplify the amount of stimuli you are taking in with these messages. Because as you're trying to retrain your way of thinking, you don't need other other forms of communication coming into your brain to confuse you. So another thing, and this is not an original thought, by the way, that is to surround yourself with supportive people. Because, listen, if you're working on changing that that dialogue you have with yourself, right, wouldn't it be better to align yourself with people who are also thinking positively, not putting themselves down, right? Or worse, putting you down. Which is usually what somebody who puts, they'll put themselves down if they're putting you down because when a person puts somebody else down, why do they do it? They do it because they try to compensate for a feeling of not not feeling good about themselves. Okay, so it's a good disguise. It's a great mask. And you don't need to have that impact on you. So I would say, as you're working on reprogramming your thinking, be very aware of who you're surrounding yourself with, who you are allowing into that space you're creating, that new space, that new mindset, okay? Not I should, not I have to, but I can and I want to and I will. Just think about how different that feels. How different does this feel? Try this exercise right now. Say, I should do it. Try saying that out loud right now. I should do it. Now say, I want to do it. I want to do it. How different does that feel? Now try this one. I need to do it. Say that. I need. Now say, I choose to do it. I choose to do it. How different does that feel? It puts you in a driver's seat. Because all of these shoulds are things, you know, you're, you're hearing elsewhere, first of all. You've had it drummed into you. Hey, listen, think about how a little kid is. Think about how you were when you were a little kid, if you can. Okay? Or observe children, young children. Do they say, are they worried about anything? Are they thinking about what they should do? No, they're not thinking about that. That's why the parents are always going, no, don't do it. No, 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 no. Don't do that. No, watch out. Don't, 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 don't. Don't crawl over there. Don't eat that. No, no, no. Because the kid, the baby, doesn't think about anything they're supposed to be doing. They're in the moment. They're in this very moment in time. They don't care about what should... They don't know what a bill is. They don't know what responsibility is. They're not thinking about what's dangerous until they're taught, you know. And, yeah, you need to teach them that stuff, right? So they're... So they're safe from that type of danger. But the problem is 
is that we get so many bombarded with so many messages and let's you know talk about the media for a second too right if you watch tv you're going to be bombarded with a whole bunch of shoulds without even that word being there we are taught this is what you should look like this is how much money you should have this is the kind of car you should be driving. This is how fast you should be driving because, you know, now they get a lot of car commercials where people, the thing is to drive really fast now and, you know, that's that you're cool then. I don't agree with any of that. So, But so anyway, another way to learn about here and now is when you have a, a beautiful pet, dog, cat, bird, any creature like that. Why? Because we can learn so much. Why? Because they are in the moment. They're not thinking about tomorrow. They're not thinking about yesterday. They're thinking about, well, some might think about yesterday. Because they might be remembering something. But... Basically, they are in this very moment in time, and they are inspiring. Uh, you know, I have two dogs, and I've had pets for a long time. I know the the wisdom in having these wonderful creatures in my life, and it's it's about that moment, and they're so happy just to be in the moment. They're so happy to be with you. You know, they're not thinking about all this other stuff. So we worry, we stress, we, you know, say mean things to ourselves. So what I'm going to say, I'm going to suggest to you to do, if you would please do this, write down, I choose to, I want to, I can. I choose to, I want to, I can. And put that around your apartment or house where you can see that. And then when you start talking to yourself, I can't do it, what is that? I don't know how to do it, I, I didn't do it right. I want you to think about those that new wording. I choose to, I want to, I can. And even take it, carry it with you. Put it, write it down on a card and carry that thing with you and look at it. Retrain your your inner monologue. Retrain. And actually there's a dialogue going on because there are two of you. There's the one that's going, you can't do this, uh, and then the other one's going, well, but I, I, I want to do that over that. And then you got this other, this other thing in you that's going, oh, no, 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 don't do that. Or it's gonna, it's too hard, too hard to do that, too much work. So one way to make it easier, like it was brought up in the procrastination episode, the last episode which I highly recommend you listen to, is to start with a single task, a single task. 
stop looking at the whole project. It's a single task. And, as they say, the hardest part, though I'd like to get rid, I'd like to extract that word hard, hardest, is, but let's say, let's, let's substitute the word hardest with challenging part, is getting started. And remember, and I didn't come up with this one, you've probably heard it before many times, every journey starts with what? Every journey starts with a single step. What do you think that's about? A single step. Because if you don't start with the the first step, guess what? You're not going on the journey. And what I like about that expression that I, that I think about it is it's it's it doesn't say every completion of a goal starts with a single step. It's every journey. We're going on a journey. And the journey begins now. And there will be things happening in the journey, things that might surprise you, things that might not be as hard as you thought they were going to be. So, yes, life has challenges, but we can make it easier. We can make the work easier. We can make it more enjoyable. I have certainly enjoyed doing this show tonight, and I would love to hear from you. Please feel free to email me at lisa at the show that talks back dot com. You can email me your thoughts. You can email me ideas for an upcoming episode. If you'd like to be a guest on my show, I'd love to have you. And, of course, I'm always welcoming callers, and they will come in. I have had them before, um, so I'm looking forward, though, to continuing with that, having more people call in. I'm really, really looking forward to that. So... We're going to close, and we're just going to just going to play you a little bit of this before I say goodnight. This has been What's Your Problem? Thanks for listening and talking back. Thanks, everybody. See you next time.